Alrighty, uh, if you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to look with me, a portion of Scripture. Also, uh, it's going to be in Luke chapter 11, the portion we'll turn to. And I also want to mention in the bulletin, um, if you didn't grab a bulletin, I would encourage you to get one, because this has, we're, on the Bible reading that we're doing for those who uh, wanted to participate in this particular plan, it's got next week's uh, Bible reading plan in there, okay? And if those of you were not here uh, this past week, uh, let me just take a moment and share. Now, there's a lot of people that do their own Bible reading plans, and that's wonderful. And uh, But uh, one I'm having uh, put in the bulletin, we're going to try to go through this probably uh, throughout the whole year. And you'll have you'll see the date listed. And uh, anyway, the box is there. you got Luke 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And it's a one-chapter plan. And then on Saturday, there's memory verses. You say, oh, man, preacher, memory work. Oh, Lord. Uh, it's just one. It's like two verses out of one chapter. Okay. And uh, for the, for a little while, it's got the Beatitudes uh, listed in there, Matthew chapter 5. So anyway, if you did last week, you would have read Luke 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Okay. That's, there's no reading on Sunday. Okay. So it's a Monday through Friday reading plan with a short verse you know, for memory work on Saturday, and then, of course, you're on church Sunday. So here's the thing. You don't have to feel defeated if you missed a day or two. Matter of fact, if you missed last week and you didn't get to read, you only have five chapters to read. That's Listen, I, I've read Bible plans where you read through the whole Bible in a year where you got to read like five or six, seven, eight chapters a day. You miss a day or two of that, you feel defeated. And you're like 20 chapters behind. <laughs> I mean... Reading the Bible is not supposed to be a drudgery or it's not supposed to be, you know, a burden. Like reading the Bible is a daily walk with God, which is our, we want to walk closer with God. And one of the ways to do that is in our Bible reading. So, uh, and I had somebody ask me this week uh, on a thing about, okay, you got the whole week listed. Preacher, what if I go ahead and just, you know, in one setting, just read all five chapters? Well, I mean, you can do that. But then you defeat the whole purpose of having a daily Bible reading. We want to read the Bible every day. Like, you know, uh, some of us, and I mentioned this in our, on our church Facebook page, and I got to thinking about it, and it might not be accurate, but I said, you know, when we sit down on Monday, we don't eat the whole week's worth of meals in one setting. Then I got to thinking about that. Some of us might eat at least two or three days worth in a setting, and we're not supposed to do that. You know, it's a daily intake. So this one chapter plan. Now, if you got behind, you can catch right back up tomorrow. We start on Luke chapter number six, and that's what you read for Monday. Okay, and it's got the little box there. You can just check it off as you go through. Uh, if you want to follow that plan, it's going to be in the bulletin, Lord willing, uh, week by week in there. So make sure you grab a bulletin, and you'll see that in there. Uh, we talked. I guess the whole month of January, as well as uh, including in some of our Wednesday night Bible studies, we, we, we've talked about walking closer with God. And then we've talked about people in the Bible who walked with God. And one of the things that we've learned is, is a lot of that goes in back to our faithfulness and our obedience to God. Okay. And in those general terms, saying that with being faithful and being obedient, you know, we hear that so much, but I wanted, I felt like as a pastor to get a little more detailed just by just saying, hey, be faithful. Let's get a little more detail. And so uh, I, we have a diverse group of people here, by the way. We've got people who have been saved and members of churches uh, longer than I've been alive. Okay. So. We ask for those people who've been in church a long time to try to be understanding that there might be some people who don't fully understand the concept of, of, of what it means to grow in the Lord. 
And uh, we want to be able to, to help all people, and especially newer Christians. And so I'm real excited about those who are eager about reading their Bible and trying to learn how to do memory work. And those are wonderful things. Don't stop, okay? Don't stop. Don't let the devil, he'll give you a million and one reasons why you shouldn't do that and that you can't do it. And just, just resist the devil, he'll flee from you. But I want to add another avenue to our walk with God, okay? If you know this, wonderful. If you don't know this, I want to help you today. If you already know what I'm about to tell you today, it's just going to reaffirm some things, right? And so I want to help you. We've got people that are so eager. And I believe with the revival coming up, if we start making these adjustments and start tuning our life in the direction God wants us to go, by the time the revival service gets here, we're going to be primed and ready for God to do something in our hearts, okay? So join with me today. We're going to look at a verse of Scripture, and I've got several passages we'll take a look at, but I want to take a text verse here out of Luke chapter 11. And the title today is Walking Closer with God in Prayer. Walking Closer with God in Prayer. And you see Luke chapter 11, verse number 1. Now you notice what it says, And it came to pass... That as he was praying, that's talking about Jesus, in a certain place, when he ceased, so when he stopped praying, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. Now, about all the things that they had seen Jesus do, and, and all the things that they could have asked, this disciple particularly, you know what he asked for? Lord, teach us to pray. We want to be able to communicate with God. We want to be able to have that same type of prayer. And so I see that today. And to me, it just this verse has always intrigued me. Anytime, just uh, throughout the years, uh, I've done a lot of Bible studies and different things about prayer. But I always go back to this verse here because it intrigues me the fact that they asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And it's a wonderful thing. I wonder today how many people, if in your heart right now, you say, preacher, I really want to know how to pray. I mean, I really, really want to know what prayer is, how to pray, what to pray for, some of those kind of things. And I'm just going to be as black and white and as crystal clear and as real as I can be today. And, and so some of these uh, points that we're going to give in the outline here, they're just, they're just relatable points. And hope, hopefully, to me, they'll be applicable points in your life. that you, If you've ever struggled or even wondered, what is prayer, how to pray, and so forth and so on. So if you'll give me just a few minutes this morning, I want to just, just show you from the Bible how we can have a closer walk with God through prayer. And maybe answer some questions in your mind. What is prayer? How do I pray? What, these kind of things. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, that you've allowed us to be here. Lord, I know there's so many that are sick. And God, I pray you touch each and every one by your healing hand. And if it be your will, restore their health that they could get back into service for you. But Lord, as our hearts and, and, and minds are now focused on your word, I pray, Lord, that these next few moments that you will help us to learn something, help us that we would see something in your word that would be beneficial to us, that we could understand it clearly, and Lord, that we'll leave out of here rejoicing because we've learned something today. I pray most of all, if there would be one here that's lost and does not know you as their Lord and Savior, God, that you will speak to them in such a manner that the Holy Ghost would bring conviction, that they will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ before it's everlasting too late. Bless this time now, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you was to read that whole chapter there in Luke, you're going to find different things mentioned there. And uh, a lot of times uh, we, we mislabel things, but you can go through there. And, uh, you know, it's, it's listed as the Lord's Prayer, and I don't squabble about that. But actually what this is is a model prayer that Jesus gave. 
to kind of as a guide to kind of show you, okay, here's what you pray or how you pray and so forth. And he mentions that. And I tell you what, I can't remember a day uh, back uh, in, in, in public school. I can remember in kindergarten through uh, first grade, uh, from second grade on, I went to a Christian school. But kindergarten, first grade, I can remember any time we had an assembly uh, in the gym, you know, when we had to assemble for something and the principal or whatever was out there, they always opened that assembly with this portion of Scripture here in Luke chapter 11. And, and they would call it the Lord's Prayer, but, you know, the model prayer. And everybody would say that prayer together in a public school at an assembly before we had whatever announcements that they were going to give. And uh, I think it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I think knowing that we can pray to God at any time is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And there's so much. I want you to know, number one, I'm not going to be able to give you everything today about prayer. Okay? We'll probably take some time on this. But I want you to know that prayer is an avenue that is, you talk about a direct line to God that you never have to worry about if there's going to be a connection problem. You know? A lot of times we can get on the phone around here, especially on cell phone, and, you got, and there's no signal and this, that, and the other. Listen, our, our signal, we, we don't have to worry about whether it's 3G, 4 LTE, or 5, whatever now. We don't have to worry about that, okay? Uh, we have a direct connection with God. Jesus made that possible, by the way, when he died on the cross. The bell of the temple was written twain from top to bottom, and that access to God was opened up right for us. And now we can go, we can go boldly to the throne of grace that we might attain grace, find mercy, help in a time of need. And folks, we're in a time of need right now. And it's, I, we need to know how to pray and how to get a hold of God. But anyway, there's so much going to be said, so don't think uh, I'm going to get everything today. I, I want you to get what we can give you today. And there's so much to be said about this. There's a model that Jesus gave. And then he goes in and gives a parable. He talks about the, uh, the prayer of the good father. He talks about the persistent friend. Those are wonderful types of prayers. And we'll take some time later to talk about that. But I want to get into just some practical relation as far as prayer and what it means for you as a Christian today. And hopefully, we can answer some questions about prayer and so forth. Let me give you some things today. Uh, if you have your bulletin, you'll notice the very first thing listed there says, Prayer is how we develop a relationship with God. Prayer is how we develop a relationship with God. Let me ask you this. What if prayer didn't exist? What if there was no possibility of prayer? I mean, who would you talk to? Yeah, uh, when we talk to God, I mean, we, we, we're praying to Him. But think about the relationship status of prayer. What if there was no avenue of prayer? Would it affect any of us? Or would some of us who, who pray and talk to God, I mean, if that avenue wasn't there. I mean, you know, if, if there's no such thing as prayer, think about it. If there's no communication, not, what if... What if in our own relationships uh, here on earth, what if we didn't communicate? What if we didn't talk to each other? That relationship's not going to do too well without, if you don't have any communication. And so we develop, listen to me, we develop our relationship with God through prayer. Prayer. And, and with that being said, I mean, I, I, I think about... The good news is that God wants us to pray so that we can get to know Him a little bit better. Uh, you say, well, I thought God already knows everything about me. And Listen, uh, you have that, those of you who had children, and you've had those kids, and I, you know a lot more about them kids than they think you know about them. But that don't mean you don't want to communicate with them. Amen? Are y'all with me? 
You might know everything about your child, but yet you still want to communicate with them. And uh, boy, as the kids get older, we start learning a different ways of communication, don't we? Huh? You know, the text messaging, the, the you know, the, whatever, you know. It's hard to have just almost a verbal communication anymore, isn't it? But we want to do that, right? Because Even though we know everything or a lot about them, we want to communicate. God wants to communicate with us. He knows about you. He knows your problems. He knows your burdens. He knows everything about you. But He wants to communicate with you because He wants a relationship with you. Understand this. We're not pre-programmed robots. Okay? We were created with a free will and free agent about us. God wants us to show and express our love for Him, our praise and thanks for Him, our glory to Him, and He wants us to communicate to Him. Okay? He, the Bible tells us not to have unfeigned love. That means artificial, not natural love. He wants us to have a reciprocated love that, that expresses ourselves to Him. And one of the ways we do that is through prayer. And so, you know, I, I wonder how many times that, that we don't develop our relationship with God like we should because we don't pray. Uh, thank, you know, blessing the food, that's a wonderful thing. But, I mean, we need to go beyond blessing the food. Okay. I mean, there's a time for that, right? There's a time to bless the food. But I'm talking about something a little more deeper than blessing the food. Uh, we want to have a relationship where we pray and talk to God. Prayer is how we develop a relationship with God. Uh, also, you'll see a little sub-point added in there in, in the notes. I normally don't have sub-points in there, but I, I added that one in there this week. Prayer, notice this, is connecting our heart to God's heart. If you'll write that in, okay? You'll write that in. You'll see that. The first one there, we develop a relationship with God. And the sub-point is this. Prayer is connecting our heart to God's heart. Now, what if we could connect our heart to God's heart? You're talking about a change in our life. Even the way we think about things, the way we view things. When we're connected with God, things change in our life. So when we pray and we grow our relationship with God... Prayer is one of the ways that we can connect our heart to God's heart. I want to show you um, a passage of Scripture uh, in Psalm uh, 62. In Psalm 62. Uh, and if you find that, if you don't have your Bible, we'll put it up on the screen for you, Lord willing. Psalm 62, verse number uh, 8. Notice it says this, Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Think about this. Prayer isn't measured by how many words we say because many non-stop talkers never really communicate with others. What do you mean, preacher? It's not about our words. It's about having a heart-to-heart talk with God. You see that? Did you see it there in verse number 8? Trust in Him at all times, you people. Notice He says, pour out your what? Heart. Heart. We connect our heart to God's heart. We pour from our vessel into Him. We give God, we, we, we take that what's on our heart, and, and we give it to Him. We let Him know what's on our heart. We pour out our heart before Him. It's not about how many words you say. Uh, there's people that think you've got to have a certain kind of vocabulary. You got to know all these Greek and Hebrew words, and this, you don't have to know all that to pray. Uh, you trust in the Lord. You pour your heart out to Him. Uh, there, there's a lot of people that say a lot of words, but they don't communicate. 
Yeah, you ever ask somebody how they're doing, and thirty minutes later they're still telling you, and you don't even get to get a word in edgewise. So who's doing the communicating? <laughs> you know? uh, we want to be able to communicate to God. He knows all about us. It's not how many words I say. It's about my heart. I want to pour my heart out to Him. Our closeness to God can be measured by how much we actually communicate with Him when we're not at church. Boy, isn't it easy to come in here in this environment? And we're here with church people, right? You know, we're all, we look nice and, and, and we're sitting on the pew and we sang some hymns a while ago and, and the offering plates came around. Man, we put our money in the offering plate. Man, look how spiritual I am today. Man, I, I'm so close to God. I, and I'm sitting here listening to this preacher preach today. Man, everything's wonderful. And then I walk out the door and I don't pray, don't talk to God, I don't read my Bible. Y'all see where I'm going with this? We want to get some, we want to walk closer with God, something that's going to keep us taking steps in between the church services. If your progress toward God only happens on Sunday and Wednesday, then you're probably not making a lot of progress. Hey, I'm glad you're here, by the way. That's, that's a good thing. But we want to go deeper than just what we have at church. We want to get so rooted in God that we take what we get in here and take it outside these walls and share it with the lost and dying world. The world, I'm going to give you a big old news flash, breaking news. The world's not going to get any better. Uh, there's so many people, hey preacher, you know, when everything gets back to normal and everything gets alright and everything gets this and this and this and this, then I'll get in church and then I'll serve God. That day's never going to happen, dear friend. It's not going to happen. You need to decide in your heart. Because every one of us are going to give an individual account to God one day. This is not the end, dear friend. This is just the beginning. And when we stand before God and He starts flashing back in your life all the times that you could have and should have walked closer with Him, but you didn't because you chose the flesh over the Spirit. I mean, we're going to give an individual account. Okay, I'm going to give account for my life as well as the words that came from behind this pulpit. I want to be... If I'm, if I'm guilty of anything, I want to be guilty of trying to encourage our people to walk closer with God. We do that by reading His Word, by obeying what it tells us. We also do that by developing, developing a relationship with God in prayer, connecting our heart to God in prayer. Is your heart connected to God? Let me ask you today, do you feel like you have a communication with God? I mean, or do you feel distant from Him? Don't answer out loud, by the way. I'm asking you in your examine yourself. I mean, do you really feel like that right now that you can get a hold of God and you can talk to Him? You know, you've got people maybe uh, on your cell phone. I don't know. If, a lot of people used to use speed dial. You had that auto thing. You hit the speed dial button and it would call whoever you had on top of the list. But I mean, but do you feel like, okay, I know that I can get a hold of God right now if I needed to. Now, if you don't feel that way, I want to help you with that, okay? We want to develop and grow a relationship to where we know that we are closer to God. Pouring our hearts out to Him. Taking what God has showed us on Sunday or in Wednesday Bible study. Taking it and putting it into use in our life. So that others who live around us and about us in the community see that there's something different about us. When we get close to God. Listen, our closeness to God can be measured by how much we talk and walk with Him outside of these walls. Let me show you another verse. Uh, you, you know it by heart, I'm sure. But in James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verse number 8. And it's, it's an old scripture. But it says, if you, if you draw nigh to God, basically he's going to draw nigh to you. 
That's what it tells, okay? If we draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to us. And that draw nigh means to draw nearer to. There's a, a hymn in the book called Draw Me Near. Near precious Lord. Uh, but we think about this. You say, well, is drawing near referring to a distance? Because I thought that God never leaves me. Think about it. Drawing near to God, drawing nigh, getting closer to God, isn't referring to a distance. Because God is always with us. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. But drawing near, it's not talking about a physical distance. It's talking about your heart. It's talking about how... Listen, let me give you a very good example of this. Let's just say a husband and wife. They can be standing right beside each other, yet their hearts be as distant as it can be. Y'all know what I'm saying? You can be sitting beside somebody right now and your hearts be far from them. It's not about a distance, okay? Uh, God is within us. When you get saved, the Holy Spirit takes residence in your heart. But we're talking about our hearts being miles away from where God wants us to be. And we're guilty about that. Remember Jesus, he, uh, if you would read over in Matthew chapter 15, you'll, you'll see how he talked about those disciples. I mean, those Pharisees. He said that Jesus said that the Pharisees said that they honored God with their lips, but their heart was far from him. Now, wouldn't it be a shame for us to show up on Sunday and look all nice and sit on the pew and, and play the part, but yet our hearts be as far from God as it could be? And sadly, that's happened too many times in Christianity. It's happened too many times in the local church. I mean, people show up on Sunday, but their hearts are far from God. We don't want that. We don't want to be that way. We don't want to be a social hall church or a country club church. We want to be a place where broken people, hurt people, have a place to come where they can draw close to God. Okay, when we develop our relationship with him, we grow closer to him. I want to be a pastor and a preacher. Yes, you're going to hear the gospel message loud and clear. But I also also want to be able to help people to learn how to walk closer with God. And that's been a burden for this year. I want you to know you can walk closer to God. God loves you. Whatever you've done in your life, God will forgive you. Jesus shed his blood on the cross to pay for our sin. And, And no matter where we've been or what we've done, whatever we think... God's blood, the blood that was shed by Jesus and God's love is manifested to all who would come to him in faith and repentance. Well, listen, we're not we're not preaching just a uh, if I say exclusive gospel, I mean, we're not we're not preaching just a limited few of people. Jesus died on the cross for the whole world that the whole world might believe in him. The gospel is exclusive in its content. Meaning there's not a hundred different ways to get to heaven. There's only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. So if Jesus saved your soul, don't you want to have a relationship with Him? Don't you want to be close to Him? Don't you want to be able to walk in in the path that He had for you to go? I do. And I know to do that, I've got to learn to live better, to to act right, walk right, talk right, talk right, spit white. Huh? Be clean. Amen? Prayer. It's connecting our hearts to God. So our closeness to God is measured how much we can talk to Him when we're not at church. You know, prayer is not also just talking, but it's also listening. 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 You know, prayer and reading the Word of God, you're talking about going hand in hand. If we get in the habit of reading God's Word every day, can you give five minutes to God a day by long as it takes to read one chapter? 
Well, say so preaching, how it takes me a little bit longer because I don't have to. I don't understand what I'm reading. I can, and I get that, Lord and mercy. But I mean, are we so busy that we couldn't give God 15 minutes out of a day? And yet He gives us 24 hours of oxygen to breathe on His earth that He created. Y'all, y'all are y'all following what I'm saying? I mean, God just like that can take any of us out of here. When we start praying, when we start reading God's Word, here's what you're going to learn. You start praying and communicating with God. You've been reading your Bible. You're going to start noticing that Holy Spirit that's inside of you is going to start revealing some things through God's Word. God speaks through His Word, dear friend. And we pray, we talk to Him, but yet we're reading His Word every day. And all of a sudden, His Word's got something to say to me. It's, it, listen, this Bible's been settled in heaven throughout eternity. It's, like, it's not nothing new. But yet, I'm saying, God, please, speak to my heart. I want to walk closer to you. I've got these needs in my life and all that. And all of a sudden, I'm reading God's Word and those things that I prayed for, those things that I've asked God to help me with, or these things that God reveals to me and says, uh, uh, Richard, I want you to do a little bit better in this area. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I tell you, when we start learning these things and start putting them in our lives, we start getting closer to God. So if God has showed me something in His Word that I need to do better on, guess what? I'm going to need God's help to do better with it. Because if I hadn't been doing it on my own as it was, then I know I'm going to need Him to help me. So my next prayer is, God, please help me do this what you want me to do. Boy, don't you see the process there? All of a sudden I'm communicating more. Because every day, I know this one, This is not a one-time thing. I mean, God wants me to act right all the time. Not just on Sunday and Wednesday. I mean, God wants to, he wants to clean us up and to walk in a path he has for go. I think I told this story one time. Uh, a, a guy who got saved and everything, and, and man, he came and said, Preacher, you, you'd be proud of me. I only said three cuss words this week. Hey, not too bad. If every other word was a cuss word in your vocabulary, and you only said three this past week, that's progress. Huh? Now, somebody may not have a problem with cussing. I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, we all got something we struggle with, don't we? And so, I need God's help. So, I pray. God's revealed it in my word. Hey, this is an area. And I'll be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I, I've never turned a blind eye to sin. Okay? But here's what I have learned. If I let the Holy Spirit get a hold of somebody's heart, He'll take care of their sin problem a whole lot better than I can. Hmm? Uh, when you preach and let the Holy Ghost get a hold of somebody, He can clean them up from the inside out. Our problem is we want to clean people from the in, from the outside in. The Holy Spirit cleans people from the inside out. Well, you start preaching this Bible, and that Holy Spirit starts going out there, and it starts. Man, it's like a bullseye. It's like man, it's looking, it's trying to find somebody to land upon, and all of a sudden, boom, it hits us right dead between the eyes. And God says, "I want you to fix this problem in your life." Oh God, you talking to me? Yep, talking to you. Well, then God, you're going to have to help me. So I've got a new prayer in my life every day. God, please help me with this right here. So we pray. It's a communication. Sometimes we talk and we don't want to listen. But I promise you, God's got something to say to you. Listen for His voice. Uh, Let me look at the second point this morning. The second thing you see in your bulletin, number two. Some things will not happen unless we pray. There are some things that are not going to happen. Unless we pray. Let me ask you a question. Why should we pray if it wasn't going to make a difference to start with? Have you ever thought about that? If prayer doesn't make a difference, why are we even praying? 
You say, well, I thought, I mean, God's got a will and, and, and His will's going to be done, whatever. Maybe we ought to study about the will of God sometimes. We know there's a permissible will of God. There's a sovereign will of God. But what about the will of God that falls into play, that's, that's handled in the, in, the, in the care of prayer? God's overall sovereign plan has already been established forever and eternity. God's will is going to be done regardless. But can things be changed through prayer? Huh? Answer me. Don't be scared. <laughs> can things be changed through prayer? If we didn't believe that, then we need to quit taking prayer requests and just tear up our bulletins if we don't believe prayer works. There are some things that are not going to happen unless we pray. What if the key to opening the door was prayer? And we never prayed and the door never got open. What if? What if? James chapter 4, verse number 2. Matter of fact, you read James 4, it talks about prayer, but there's a verse in there. You get verse number 2. You know, it says, You have not because you what? Ask not. You don't have it because you didn't ask for it. Is it that simple? Well, I think prayer, the answer to prayer might be a little more complicated than that. But let's just say there's a lot of people who've never prayed for something and they'll never get what they could have had because they didn't pray for it. There's some things that are not going to happen unless we pray. There's a story. Let me read this, uh, this story from uh, the Old Testament. It's over in Second uh, Kings. In 2 Kings chapter 19. Now the story is going to be about Sennacherib, the king of Assyria. And he's threatening to conquer Jerusalem. And King Hezekiah knew that he's going to be defeated unless God would stop Sennacherib. So Hezekiah prayed that God would deliver Jerusalem from the Assyrian army. Okay, that's the background to the prayer. And if you'll look at verse number 20 of uh, 2 Kings chapter 19. Look at verse 20. It says, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, said, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have Heard. What kept Israel or Jerusalem from being conquered by the king of Assyria? The prayer of King Hezekiah. And notice he prayed. He, he knew they were threatened. He knew they were defeated unless God would intervene. And so he prayed. Hezekiah prayed to God. And God, he, you know, he, sent, he sent word from the man of God saying, hey, I've heard your prayer. This thing that you prayed for. I've heard it. Prayer, oh, can you get this? Prayer brought something to pass on earth that would not have happened if there wasn't, if there hadn't been prayer. The intervention of prayer. God came to the rescue of Jerusalem because King Hezekiah prayed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, prayer, prayer. Prayer can make a huge difference in what happens in your life. Prayer can make a huge difference, not only in the physical needs of your life, but the spiritual needs, which I really want to emphasize. What about asking God to help us? In, in, just Lord, guide me. 
if there ever was a time, have you ever heard of the word guidance used more than you ever have in society today? I mean, we got guidance for this and guidance for that and guidance, and then the guidance changes over here and then this change. I'll tell you, why don't we go to God and say, God, guide me. Lead me. God, I need some guidance here in my life. Listen, those of you who are raising children, I'm going to go ahead and give you another big breaking news flash. You need guidance. You need guidance. Don't ever think you've got it figured out. This society and world that we live in, listen, I, I, I implore Christian parents to, to pray over your children, to, to ask God to protect your children, to give you wisdom in leading your children in the generation in which we are in today. You need guidance. That guidance comes from God. Pray and ask God to help you. Uh, think about that. That we're asking God to help us. Uh, not only in raising our children, but in the society in which we live. God, lead me and guide me. Maybe you prayed prayers and you felt like that door hasn't even budged. Can I ask you to not give up? To keep praying? Don't lose heart? You've never prayed a prayer. Your father doesn't answer. He can't ignore his child's earnest request. While you're waiting and believing for what you thought was best, trust God if he says no, you're still blessed. There must be a greater yes. When we pray, we understand that the answer to prayers, in my personal experience to some of you, it's either yes, no, or not right now. And if it's a yes, you're going to know it's a yes. If it's a no, you're going to know it's a no. But if you're kind of in between, keep praying. Because there's a lot of prayers that I've studied. Matter of fact, if you've been reading in Luke, you saw some things happening uh, that, that prayers got answered way down the road. Remember the birth of Jesus? Remember Zechariah? And he had prayed to see the birth of the Messiah. And once he got laid his eyes on Jesus, he basically said, now I can die an old man. There's some prayers that God didn't answer right away. But it doesn't mean he's not going to answer them. Let me give you the third one. Well, let me see. Did I give you the other one if we don't use the key? I don't know if I gave you the sub point. Let me just, there's a sub point there under the second one. And if basically this, if we don't use the key, the door won't open. If we don't use the key, the door won't open. If prayer is the key that's going to open the door and you're not using it, what if there's a door in your life, a doorway that God has for you to give you some things to bless you, and yet you won't even pray about it? Will that door open? Let me give you one more. Okay, I know time's ticking away. Let me give you one more. We'll come back on this. Let me say this. Let's do number three. Number three. And that's this. Prayer shows God... How desperately we want something. Prayer shows God how desperately we want something. Let me show you in James chapter 5, verse number 16. Just the first part of that verse. It says, The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Say, so, effectual, fervent. Okay, it's not I'm just blessing the food. I mean, I've got some intensity in my prayer. I'm, I'm wanting to get a hold of God, and I'm going to pour my soul out to God, as I read in Psalms, and I'm going to get eager in my prayer. I'm not a one and done prayer. I'm going to pray it and pray it and pray it and pour my heart out to God. I'm going to show God how desperately I want His, His will in my life. When we pray out of desperation, we touch God's heart. And I'm going to stop there today, but let me ask you this. Are you praying? Are you praying? I don't want you to raise your hand, but uh, 
When, if from, from last Sunday to this Sunday, how many times did you pray to God? How many times did you ask God to help you? As much as we read God's Word every day, we need to take some time with that and start praying and asking God to lead us, guide us, and direct us. And I promise you, I'm not saying you're going to see something overnight, but I promise you, in the process of time, God's going to start revealing some things to you. And listen to me, would you, would you do it for 12 months? That you read your Bible every day and pray to God? And if God hadn't spoke to you and touched your heart in 12 months, you come back and tell me, preacher, it didn't work for me. But you'd be the first one that ever did that. If you read His Word and pray to Him every day, He's going to reveal some things to you. I promise you that. Let's bow our heads if you would. Miss Wanda's going to come and play an invitational standard. I don't know what your heart is today. I would love for us to draw closer to God in prayer. This is just scratching the surface of so much we have to say about prayer. I, w- I would love for you, just as much as you've committed to read the Bible, I would love for you to commit to join me in prayer every day. To pray for things that we need in our families, in our community, in our church. I would love for you to join with me in prayer. Maybe you're here today and say, Preacher, God is speaking in my heart. I know I need to draw closer to Him. I know I need to improve areas in my life. And preacher, pray for me. I want to walk closer with God. Is there anybody like that? May I pray for you? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Yes, several hands. I'm praying for you right now in my heart. I'm praying for each and every hand. Maybe there's somebody here who say, Preacher, I'm not saved. God's dealt with my heart, and I do not know the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior. Preacher, pray for me. Would you slip your hand up let the preacher pray for you? I would not embarrass you. I don't know all the needs, but I know this. God knows them, and He'll meet them according to His will. In just a moment, we're going to have a verse of invitation Miss Wanda's going to play. Now, the altars are open. If God's dealt with you in such a manner that you want to come and just pour your heart out to Him today, you can do that. Do what God's laid on your heart. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity to open the word and preach what thus saith the Lord. Help us as we explore this avenue of prayer. Or may our hearts grow closer to you. We want to walk closer. These hands that went up today and the hands that didn't go up, Lord, I pray you'd meet every need. That the Holy Spirit will give conviction where it's needed. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. As we stand to our feet, Ms. Wanda's going to play.